Welcome to a guide culture podcast series called Loy Lessons. I'm here, Macy McNeely, with my dad, Loy Day. Hello, everyone. And Loy Lessons, if you've been around for a while, you know they are not new. In fact, this is where a lot of everything about guide culture kind of began. At the beginning of my business journey, I was learning so much from Loy, learning how to sell, learning how to be credible, how to be liked and trusted, and and really learning these unwavering truths, these principles that were overflowing into Instagram and were really giving me a lot of traction. And he was giving me so much valuable information that all I could do, all I knew to do was to share him with the world. And we kind of got in this habit of every Thursday, he would share something called a Loy lesson on Instagram stories. Do you remember that, Loy? I do. Now, what happened though, I was not trying to share a Loy lesson. Right. You forced me I to did. do a Loy lesson. I put the phone in his face and I said, share some yeah. good, valuable yeah. content. It would start out where Macy would be talking with her audience on an Instagram story and she would just put the phone in my face and say, say something, Loy. Then eventually she would say, give us a lesson, Loy. And then eventually every Thursday we would have an an official Loy lesson. And during that time, remember, we also did some live Instagram stories for probably close to a year. Every morning is like our morning show yeah. because we were trying to build the guide culture name and Mm -hmm. get things going. So the Loy lessons did develop from that. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to continue them further into a podcast series. So many of you loved the Loy lessons, and we are so excited to just bring that series back in podcast form. So here is how it works. Every Wednesday and Friday on the Guide Culture Podcast, there will be a two-part series, a two-part message from Loy. And then on Monday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, there's going to be a clubhouse room called the School of Sales. And this is where he's going to kind of have a part three uh, on Clubhouse, but even better, this is where discussion and coaching actually happens. His name is Coach Loy Day on his social media because that is his gift is to coach. And he's he spends most of his time coaching inside of guide culture and especially with our guide culture coaches. So for him to be able to come and coach on Clubhouse is just so awesome and just honestly, it's it's priceless. So put that on your calendar, 10 a.m. Eastern time for Clubhouse. And the best way to get to the Clubhouse room is just to go to Clubhouse and search School of Sales, but also on the guide culture Instagram, we actually link the room right before it goes live. So you can just swipe up on those Instagram stories and it'll take you right to the clubhouse room. Hope you enjoyed this series and we will see you in the school of sales room. At some point in life, you start thinking about do-overs. I was watching a Facebook feed and this person in his, I guess, mid sixties, maybe early seventies, kind of in that range. It was his birthday, having a happy birthday party. And his comment was, I want a do-over. He meant, I want to do over in life. I want to do all this again. And it is so true. When you get to some point, it's like, man, this is so fun. It has been so fun. It's kind of, I'd like to go do it again. But at the same time, I would love to do over, but I don't want to take a chance. Things turned out so well for me and my family. We've had all the health and luck and just opportunities and everything's worked out so beautiful. So I really don't want to do over. But the thing that we want the do-over on, I feel like, is the process, the doing it, the chasing it, the the challenges, the relationships, all these things, these opportunities, the do-over is something that 
we like, or that I would like. And that reminds me of something that Linda and I, my wife, were just having lunch. And we started talking about, well, this, but then we started talking about some other things that come into play that I think is worth taking a look at right now. And that is, you really sometimes don't know what you have until you don't have it anymore. And I'll give you some examples. Uh, when when the, my kids were probably in their adolescent ages, young adolescent ages, decided we want to pull. So we put a pull in, and, and when you do a pull, it's really important to keep it maintained. Like you have to brush it at least once a week, you have to put your chemicals in once a week. You have to keep your chemicals you know, test it, test your pH balance and all that. And I did that really, really well because I was going to do it myself. I actually enjoyed it. It was something, you know, a little project only once a week. It wasn't that big of a deal. And it went great for years. And then I went to this stage maybe for about maybe a month where I did not do it. I didn't do anything. We weren't using the pool, just kind of sort of let it go. Just, you know, didn't make it a priority and went a few weeks without touching it. And then when I went back to start cleaning it up and straightening it out, I never could get it back to where it was. I never could get the pH balance proper. I was putting in all these different chemicals. I was trying different things. I was studying it. But everything I did would throw it off one way or the other. I could not get it back. And what happened was I let it go. I let it slip away. And then I, ne- I couldn't bring it back. And then recently I, I've been you know, watching my A1C. As you get a little older, sometimes this A1C thing can creep up on you. That's where you your blood sugar runs a little bit higher than it should, and it becomes what they call pre-diabetic. And, and the doctor is saying, hey, we need to get this under control now. We need to, you know, exercise, eat, all the things you do to get that under control. And he made a comment. He said, once you kind of lose it, once you kind of get above the area where you can maintain this blood sugar properly, it's really hard to get it back. And I remember that from the pool. It's like, man, this is serious. If you lose it, you can't turn around and go get it back. You need to make sure you hang on to what you have. Uh, the same thing with the Christmas gathering. We, I just uh, emailed back and forth with one of my nephews, and he commented like, I hope you guys have a great Christmas. I really miss those Christmas gatherings we used to have. And I started thinking, man, I do too. I miss those so much. We had such wonderful times with, with, that was my father's side, my mother and father's side of the family. And, and it was just wonderful. Had all the people coming over with his getting together. And then things started spreading out and you never could get it back. And it's like so missed. And we've had parties at our house with the, with the other side of the family and all the nephews coming in and friends. Family would have the family thing where we did the Christmas Eve pajama party, spend the night with the kids and the times when the kids were getting ready for Santa Claus and all the excitement that spins around that. And you think, man, I'd like to have a do-over on that for sure. And you sometimes you don't realize how good it is until you don't have it anymore. So the point here really is to recognize that, recognize what you have or what we have and really embrace it because we may be looking all over the place and what we really have is right in front of us. It's so important to enjoy that present and really appreciate so much those moments. And then the same thing ties in with your individual relationships. You know, in sales, we talk about a big part of sales is relationship. Yes, they want service. Yes, they want product. Yes, they want a fair price. Yes, they want to see the value for what they're buying. And, but some kind of relationship is extremely important. And people want to do business with people that they like and trust and they value and 
you know, plus it needs to be something that they need, they want. But, but that relationship, once it's kind of broken, it's hard to get it back. I know that uh, in, in sales, we talk about if we have a relationship, it is ours to lose. And, and if the relationship is broken with another vendor, with someone else, it's a chance for us to gather, go in there and capture it. So these relationships, it's so easy to take them for granted and not really embrace them and not really make the most of the opportunity. And all of a sudden it's gone. You start thinking, man, I wish I had a do over there. Like, man, that was so good. I let it slip away. I let the best thing slip away without even knowing how good it was. Or maybe like with the relationship and with the pool and with the A1C, I didn't stay on it. I, I, I let it slip. I didn't stay there and, and stay consistent in what I was doing. So that can happen anywhere. And maybe some virtues to, to keep up with and to think about around this is um, one is what I really believe strongly is this safe environment, a safe environment, which is a culture and a culture is something that's cultivated. And I feel like as a leader, it's important to create a safe environment. And as someone in the environment, it's important to help keep the environment safe. If you get a couple of people that are not happy with each other, they start, you know, having attitudes, being mean with each other. Uh, all of a sudden, the, you know, it gets kind of frigid and cold in the room and you can just feel it. You can smell it. And, and those things are just not worth it because it's not a safe environment. Nobody's happy. And when that happens in an office environment, somebody's got to go because you got to protect everybody else. You can't let that go along. But in a family, you can't really get rid of it unless you get rid of the people and you start losing those relationships. And one of the best ways to keep a safe environment is to keep the environment kind. Think of being kind. In this situation, am I being kind? Am I being respectful? We just heard, I just heard the um, a podcast of someone who's a speech coach. He talks about when you're angry, not only do you talk loudly, but you talk very monotone and you talk without any voice inflection. And so if you're angry and we're just running through talking very fast and very monotone without any voice inflection, that indicates anger. But a kind environment would be talking where you slow it down, you use some voice inflection, and you do things like that. You keep the environment kind, keep it safe and kind, because if we want to maintain these relationships and keep these good things happening, we want it to be an experience that everyone enjoys. And the, one of the best ways to do that is we have to stay self-controlled. A self-control is a very important thing. And these virtues, I know that I need to work on these. And I see all these times in my life when I wished I'd worked on these, which I wish I'd understood, which I wish I'd been more self-aware of my self-control, more self-aware of am I being kind, more self-aware of am I enjoying this moment? Am I really capturing the opportunity here to do something special? And, and really part of this goes into honor and respect. It talks about in the Bible all the time how we honor. We, sh we should honor our parents. We should honor our fellow mankind. So when you honor, you respect people, you're kind to them, you keep the environment safe and, and keep it in a situation where, uh, where we're kind to one another. So I think those things are, especially we're getting close to Christmas time now. This is um, about the middle of December and you start maybe reminiscing about a few things. And as you get a little, a little older, as I am, you know, I'm, I'm pushing the mid-60 range, you start thinking about the do-overs. 
the opportunities captured and the opportunities missed and the self-awareness of what could, what did you miss then and what can you do now? Because we're always taking now moving forward. And I see so many great opportunities in my life right now and I'm excited about them. But I think this is something to pay attention to is embrace the moment, embrace what you have now just a little bit because it could be some of the best things that you'll ever, ever have.